I'm Rosa Mendez and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I had the best time ever. Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrell, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man... Yeah. We need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they could tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. Uh, but that's you know what? That's why you're you're the star of the show because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, Man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, There you go, Farrell. You gotta be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get Free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of Tommy Rich. I want a picture of whatever. And, boy, that's we on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. You need to rock, too. Join. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well... For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. Hey, everybody. This is ESO, and welcome to another edition of The After Show, found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. And while we're on that subject, I have to send a special thanks out to Mike Monty and Jimmy Farrow. Thank you guys for letting me host this show on your channel. And Money and the Pharaoh can be found every Thursday live at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. They also are streaming on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Amazon, and everywhere that your every all your favorite streaming services out there. You can also find them featured on the Intuitive app. Wow, got to go download that. They, every Thursday they're featured live. So. Cool thing is, everywhere you can find Monty and the Pharaoh, you can probably find me and the after show. So thanks, you guys, for, for coming by. So today we're going to actually do one of the things we sent the show up to do with the, in the first place. Uh, we're going to talk about the Monty and the Pharaoh show. Did everybody get a chance to catch Maggie Cole on the show last week? That was a great interview, and it was really cool to get a different perspective of that the whole Ring Boy uh, scandal and how it affected Tom Cole and... And that whole family's lives and the manipulation by the WWF and the officials is just, it's unbelievable. Uh, great interview, Maggie. You were awesome. Uh, I've had the uh, 
opportunity to speak to Lee Cole quite a few times. Lee's a really stand-up dude. Um, it's a sad, sad story what they what they did to to Tom Cole and that whole Ring Boy scandal with uh, with Pat Patterson and uh, oh uh, uh, Garvin and just a really, really sad thing. And the reason it's being brought back up into the news right now is there's a new book that came out. It's called Ringmaster. Vince McMahon and the Unmaking of America. Uh, the Coles are featured in, oh, I believe it's either chapter 11 or chapter 13 is about the Ring Boy scandal and it really about their family and, and what happened to Tom. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, Tom Cole was uh, involved in the, the Ring Boy scandal back in the early 90s. Uh, check it out. Uh, it was really a, a, a black eye on the WWF. People were fired. Pat Patterson was fired. Uh, it, it's just it, it's sad and unfortunately tom was trying to chase his dreams and some people took advantage of him it's really really sad i have the book the book on order i don't have it yet hopefully in the next week or so i, I get well actually in the next day or so i'm gonna get it and maybe by next week i'll have read it and i'll have my own review but right now it's only getting a 3.4 out of 5 stars on amazon and a lot of it's saying it's a it's a a very politically biased book. I, I hope not. I would like to learn a different perspective of, of Vince McMahon and, and what was going on on over there. So next thing I want to talk about is Ron Shaw. Ron Shaw is out there running his mouth saying that Monty, in the, Monty owes him an apology. He's even telling Pharaoh that he's advising him to uh, talk to his buddy and, you know, and give it to him. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Sorry, Ron. Mike's not giving you any type of apology. <laughs> this should be fun. I can't wait to see him come in studio. There's some great upcoming guests in the studio that they, they have. Can't wait to see Manny Fernandez. Tommy Rich is coming back. Uh, it's it should be oh, Mar Marty Janetti. Did you see the uh they did release the upcoming season of uh, Dark Side of the Ring and Marty Janetti is going to be featured as one of the uh, one of the participants. Uh, what was the other ones I saw? Uh, oh, they're gonna Magnum TA is gonna be on there. Chris Candido and Sonny, and I forgot the other one that was announced. But I do know that there's one that wasn't announced that is in the works also, and that one's on the adorable Adrian Adonis. Can't wait for that one. I only got to see Adrian Adonis in the <sighs> flower shop era. Probably not his prime time. I heard he was awesome back in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, teaming with Jesse Ventura. They were they were supposedly a really, really amazing tag team. Unfortunately, it was a little before my time. I didn't didn't really get a get a chance to to see them. And actually, I haven't even seen them much on video either that I that I can think of. I'm gonna have to check that out. So what um, next thing I'm going to do is uh, when we get back from a break, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened this week, the draft, some of the highs and lows of the WWF this week. And then we're going to get into a WWF magazine from 1987 featuring Bobby the Brain Heaton and if he's the greatest manager of that time. Can't wait for that. That's going to be fun to go through. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, 
created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen, under the table hot sauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. Hey everyone, Chris Centennial, Sports Talk 101. Today I'm at the Country Club of Big Ron Shaw. And the question we're asking today is, should Monty apologize to Ron? So what's your thoughts? Should Monty from the Monty and Ferro Show apologize to Big Ron Shaw? Absolutely. I, I don't believe that uh, Monty should have said what he said. And I definitely believe he should uh, apologize to Ron Shaw for what he had said. Sir, what do you think? Should Monty apologize to Ron Shaw? Monty apologized to Shaw? Hell yeah! He's the champion! Hall of Famer! Of course! Sir, do you have an opinion? Should yeah, he most, most definitely. When you have a Hall of Famer and you want to insult him, that's a bunch of bullcrap. He should be apologizing to him. Thank you. Sir, do you have an opinion on Ron Shaw? Should he Monty apologize to him? Hell, yeah, I don't even like Ron Shaw. Hey, hey! Who the hell are you? You talk to me like your own bishop, man. You get all drunk, you. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Monty, the people have spoken. Step up to the plate and deliver me the apology that I so rightfully deserve. I told you, you're a punk. And I'm going to tell you, our pants are going to cross again. And welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. What did everybody think of the WWF product this week? I'm going to call it a mixed bag. I'm going to say the women's stuff was better written than the men's stuff. And unfortunately, I'm not sure where we're going with a lot of things. Some things make no sense whatsoever. Let's just start right off at the top. One of the highlights, Liv and Raquel getting the titles from the uh, Lita and Becky. Good. That needed to happen. Becky and Lita didn't deserve the titles. They weren't a good tag team together. Lita should not be wrestling, period, right now. I think we saw that at WrestleMania when EO Sky carried her through that match. EO, Dakota, and Bailey carried Lita through that match to make it look somewhat decent. And it really was it was a botch fest. Outside of the moves Trish pulled off in that match in WrestleMania, it was horrible. So, uh so, but Liv and Raquel getting the titles, way to go. Liv and Raquel are awesome. Liv is one of my favorite wrestlers out there. The only thing I worry about with her is that she's putting her body on the line a little bit too much right now. I don't want to see her career cut short because of you know, something, so, some stupid accident out there. Don't put your body on the line every time, girl. Only do it when it counts. You know, maybe do it for the for the bigger shows. Don't do it on the on the house shows and every every day on smackdown and and raw so then we're going to get in next we had triple h come out and he announces that we're going to have a draft again oh freaking boy so i just have to call something out since the royal rumble there has been no such thing as a brand you have the usos you have Sami Zayn and owens you have the ray mysterio you have judgment day sokoa uh, paul Heyman. they are on Every night, there is no brand. Those guys are constantly on. But I get it with the tag champs and and Reigns being that they hold both titles. But no, Owens before Owens and Zayn held the title, they shouldn't be on both brands. Why is Sokoa on both brands? He doesn't belong there. Come on. So now we're gonna have a draft. What for? You feature the same people every week on both shows. 
If you didn't, you wouldn't have SmackDown anymore. SmackDown is the Usos and the the Mysterios of Judgment Day. That's it. I don't. Oh, and then you announced this week that Riddle's going to perform on both brands. Yippee freaking do! So we we get the womanizer on both brands. That guy should be. He shouldn't be being promoted. If that guy were in any real professional sport, he would be exonerated. He would be like, he'd be hung right now. They'd be calling him out for how he's treated these women over these last few years. Wow. Sorry, I don't want to see Riddle back. He's a drug addict. And is he a great athlete? Yes, he's a great athlete. Go back to MMA. I don't want to see you as a wrestler because it really disappoints me that you're a role model for kids. So I know that, you know, a lot of people like Matt Riddle, but look into his history and look at what he's done. Uh, look at the way he's treated Dan- Daniel Pet- Daniela Petro and some of the other women he's been with. It's disgusting. So. <clears throat> Next thing I have to call out, Finn Balor took a nasty, nasty, nasty uh a bash to the head last week. They, they required staples. And yeah, he completed that match with Edge, which was, those guys beat the hell out of each other. And why would he wrestle so soon? Come back and wrestle so soon. Come on, give the guy a couple weeks off. Let him recover. Uh, I just didn't think that was fair, fair to him. I mean, if he wanted to, yeah, that's that's all good. But for, for his health and for the long run, maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. <clears throat> Let's see. What else did we have? We had, oh, <laughs> I got to say, so. Going back to the women's match, the best part of the women's match was Trish Stratus turning on Becky Lynch. Yes. Yes. I loved that part of it. Trish, kick her ass. I want to see a heel Trish. Yes. Love that. Love that part of it. (laughs) Then we had the, uh, oh, Bronson Reed against Bobby Lashley. Why? Why is Bronson Reed getting shoved down our throats? He sucks. He can't move. Bobby Lashley is freaking amazing. Why would you have him wrestle a a blob of nothing? Sorry, they, I don't like Mustafa or you know, whatever this, his name is. He shouldn't be in there with Bobby Lashley. That's the guy who should be on the main event trying to get to the main card. Maybe even put him back down in NXT. He does not belong where he is. He does not belong in a place with a main eventer like Bobby Lashley, period. And while we're on that subject, I know that Bobby's disappointed he didn't have a match at WrestleMania, but you know what? I'm glad you didn't have to wrestle that idiot, Bray Wyatt. I don't want to see him come back. I'm glad he's pretty much been written off of TV. I don't want to see the stupid vignettes come back in these teases that lead to nothing. I don't want to see him wrestle again. I'm I'm glad he's not around. Bobby, you dodged a bullet there. (laughs) Uh, Next thing we had was we had Cody Rhodes come out and cut this. It was a good promo, but it made himself look so weak. I'm scared of Brock Lesnar. I uh, I am scared. Yeah, you should be. Brock's going to come out and kick your ass just like Roman Reigns did. Let's face it. You're not you're going to be knocked down out of the main event picture. Not really. We all know he's going to get pushed to the moon, but it should be a fu- I don't know who's going to go over in this. Brock does not like doing jobs. And Cody is nowhere near as big as Brock. Wait till you see those two really next to each other. Brock dwarfs him. When they're in the ring, he's nah, not even close. Brock should kick the shit out of Cody. <clears throat> so 
My girl EO Sky did it. I called it last week and I told you that EO Sky was was an awesome wrestler. She really proved herself in WrestleMania with the way she carried Lita. That was my first uh, inkling that, that that girl is it, what she was. And at that point, I went and I did some research and I found out how accomplished she is worldwide. And you know what? That girl deserves to be in the main event picture. I'm not going to say her promo was great or anything, but that, that girl can wrestle. So way to go, EO Sky. Congratulations. Um, however, the three women that were chosen for that match to determine the number one contender, what did they what did they pick out pick it out of a hat? Because none of those women are main eventers yet. EO's gonna be there, but she doesn't belong to be there. Piper Niven, Living, whatever. She doesn't even deserve to be on the roster. Send her back to NXT. Ship her back over to NXT Europe. That doesn't exist anymore. You know, and, and then Meechin, yo, again, I think Meechin could be a main event person, but she was just squashed a few weeks ago by Piper, so what's the point? She's she's not in the main event picture just because of, of the way she's been booked. So, nah, I don't get it. It should have been like Bailey and Becky and, you know, maybe EO. So so you have that one person who you're you're trying to, to bring up. There's no way you can elevate three women in one night, and honestly, well, you didn't elevate any of them except for EO. Um, and you could have done that in different ways. So proud of EO, awesome, way to go. But, <laughs> all right, this is another gripe I, I have. Every episode of Raw and SmackDown ends with the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens brawling in the ring in some form, the bloodline in them, or they're cutting a promo. Every Every episode of SmackDown and Raw, this one was, it, it's pointless. It's getting to be so predictable. And gee, that was a big surprise for Matt Riddle coming out to save the day. No way. So again, why? If you're going to sh stop shoving Matt Riddle down our faces, I don't want to, I don't want to see him. I know he came back, but his, his new, his new gear looks stupid. Um, I, I, I do like him and Randy Orton together. However, my personal bias towards him has just grown. I just don't think he's a role model for kids and he shouldn't be pushed as one. So, yeah, that, that's my, my thoughts on, on this week of, of the wrestling. Tired of the bloodline and Owens and, and Zayn fighting every week. I want to see some new things develop. I'm happy with the way that they're starting to push the women's division. That That's really, really cool. You know, that, that should be fun in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, that, that's about all I have on that. So let, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And this should be the most fun part of the night. We're going to talk about WWF Magazine from 1987 featuring Bobby the Brain Heenan. We'll be right back. Monty, in six short days, I'll be on the Dan and Benny in the Ring show to announce some huge news that's going to shock a lot of people, maybe including you. So what you need to do is get to your doctor and get the wax cleaned out of your ears. And then get the wax cleaned out between your ears because you're going to want to hear and understand exactly what I got to say. And Pharaoh, I suggest you talk some sense into your pal to make sure I get the apology that I deserve. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, 
have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? You Love it. it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. The only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. Manscaped is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to uh, go do I know a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line that i'm that i'm i don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that I that's very interesting like that. i never thought about wow. that. you're a smart dude Holy yeah. shit. so if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly you're cool with that if the landing strip is has like i said well manicured yeah. you yeah. can see both sides it's not like blinking lights on both I, sides of that landing? i just don't i don't want <laughs> you know i don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. Unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, <laughs> I as, found as, it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just absolutely. Retro? You're like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage to get He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him a name. Yeah, not all. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I, I, there you listen, go. I couldn't. I Super couldn't say. I couldn't say. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely, the weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to like you know go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like '70s adult films. If that's what you're getting, at. yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break and anyway. be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. Uh, drop kicks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. So this is my one of my favorite parts of the show when I get to talk about some wrestling from the past. This week, I'm talking about a WWF magazine from 1987. It's October 1987's edition, and it features Bobby the Brain Heenan. The cover is Bobby Heenan, WWF's greatest manager. Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man Flashes the Cash. George the Animal Steel, a rare interview. Outlaw Ron Bass, a bull-whipping whip, bull meme. And Tag Team Turmoil today's hottest tag teams i love these magazines they were they were so cool these they were really geared towards kids my age i was i believe like oh 10 or 11 when this came out and you really once you get into the magazine you can really feel the, the youth vibe at this point one of the cool things right away is the coliseum video ad this one was for jake roberts uh jake the snake roberts uh, uh video for him 
or a, a, a VHS cassette for him. The WWF's even more unusual matches and the best of the WWF volume 12. I used to love those Coliseum videos. And recently I was down at the wrestling collector in Stockholm, New Jersey, and I was just looking through them. If I had a VHS, I probably would have bought all those tapes. <laughs> oh, that, that would have been so cool. It'd be so fun, much fun to watch them again, especially in the, in that format. So let's see. Of course, one of the first things I always, I like is the advertisement for the ice cream bars, the WW, F ice cream bars of the 80s were the shit. Please bring them back, WWF. We need to get a campaign going again for that. Bring back the ice cream bars. So this is where you know, this is it was a little this is the days of kayfabe. So this month they had a WWF list up. Every month they do a thing where they ask wrestlers what their favorite things are, or their favorite, yeah, what their favorite things were in this case, places are. So this month it was their favorite cities. You had Brutus Beefcake saying Paris, Ted DiBiase saying Fort Lauderdale, Harley Race says Monte Carlo. Uh, Outback Jack says Humpty Doo. One Man Gang, Chicago, Junkyard D, Bourbon Street, Hulk Hogan, Venice Beach, California, where he's not from. <laughs> so next thing we had was we had the sensational Sherry winning the World Wrestling Federation Women's Heavyweight Championship from who else but the fabulous Mula. At this point, Sherry Martel now had had the AWA and the WWF Women's Titles. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, now we next is they always do a thing where they bring in the WWF's uh, superstar and talk about their personality this month they brought in matilda the british bulldogs bulldog <laughs> oh poor matilda we've heard the stories of how badly she was abused with the them injecting her with stuff and you know really treating this dog wrong but when i was a kid i popped every time i saw matilda come out i even had a shirt with matilda the dog on it and a british bulldog flag wow yeah i remember those days but I wonder what wonder uh, how what happened to that dog after that. Next thing we had was again. This is how you know it was geared towards kids. You had an interview with George the Animal Steel, and if anybody remembers George Steel at this time, he was a man of very few words. He would say like Elizabeth because he was absolutely infatuated with Macho Man's valet Elizabeth. So let's just check out some of these supposed answers. Uh, George, we want to ask you some questions. We want to know about you and the way you live your life, about what you think, what you like and what you don't, and whom you like and whom you don't. Do you understand, George? George cocked his head, rolled out his green tongue, pondered for a while, shook his head affirmatively. Great. So, George, how did you get into wrestling? George raised his eyebrows as if he was suddenly enlightened. He says, George like, George bad, wrestling good, now George nice. <laughs> oh, the whole thing is stuff like that. It's it's so silly, but that's how George the Animal Steel talked back then. Uh, what's your favorite ice cream food? Steel, ice cream, Hulk ice cream, George ice cream, Piper ice cream, all good, nice. Then he drooled. George is, of course, referring to the WWF ice cream bars. He had recently toured the production plant and loved to sample the ice cream. 
I have to agree with him. Bring back those ice cream bars. There it is. Right and righty. George Steele agrees with me. <laughs> awesome. That was that was awesome. It's it's so cool to see these guys. Uh, next article you had was it was called Arming to Win. And what it was was how the different superstars use their techniques to win. And it featured just about everybody. It was a it was kind of a filler piece. You had Hercules Hernandez, Ken Patera, Bruno Sammartino, Paul Roma, Honky Tonk Man, Kobe, uh, Coco Beware, Jake Roberts, Randy Savage, pretty much everybody, the who's who's of the WWE and what, what they did, all the superstars at the time. So next we have to talk about the classic match feature. Every month they have a battle of every month they have a battle of the Titans where they feature a match. And this Matt Classic can't be forgotten about. It featured Outback Jack and Genghis Khan. <laughs> I had forgotten about Genghis Khan, but last week I had talked about how the great Kabuki was the originator of the, the Green Mist. And Genghis Khan was another one of the wrestlers that utilized that, that green mist. So Genghis Khan, you owe Kabuki uh, you know, some props too, although you were using it back in the early 80s too. So I know Kobuki was the originator, but you you were using it pretty much pretty soon after. So that was that's awesome. Next thing we have is the oh, every month WWF catalog comes out and it always has some cool cool stuff. This month, wow, we would not be able to get away with one of the shirts that's in here right now. It has it is Dick the Rebel Slater. Yep, and he's got a Confederate flag on the front. Wow. That would not fly nowadays. I always love this Lou Albano shirt that's in here. Um, again, they have the classic Macho Man shirt, Superstar Billy Graham, Hot Rod, all the all the greatest of the time. One of the cool things from the time, I wish I would have invested more money in these. These things are so hot right now if they're in their packages. The WWF, LJ, and Superstars, they are selling for ridiculous, ridiculous money, especially if they are in on the card still. Wow, I mean, you're talking $500 plus a piece. It's crazy. So the uh, next thing we want to get into is the feature article of the day, and that is Heenan and Hart. Who is the most successful manager? Is it Bobby the Brain Heenan or is it Jimmy the Mouth of the South Hart? Listen, hands down, it is Bobby the Brain Heenan. At this time, this was Bobby the Brain's Heenan stable. He had Andre the Giant. He had Haku. He had Tama. He had Paul Orndorff. He had King Kong Bundy. He had Big John Stunt. He had Hercules Hernandez. And he had the King, Harley Race. Sorry, Jimmy, you can't compete with that, that little stable of Danny Davis and the Honky Tonk Man and the Hart Foundation. Sorry. Jimmy, you were great on the mic. Bobby, you were the best on the mic. Bobby the Brain Heenan was the greatest manager of all time, hands down. If anybody wants to argue, I, I'm up for it. Please tell me who was better. I, I miss the Brain. He was awesome. I used to love primetime wrestling with him in Gorilla Monsoon. So the, the next article is about tag team turmoil. At this point, you had some of the greatest tag teams ever competing. This was the golden age of tag team wrestling. The Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, the Rougeau Brothers, Demolition, the Dream Team, the Killer Bees. The, the list goes on and on. This was the golden age of the tag team division. I'd love to get back to that. I love tag team wrestling. You know, it, 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 and that time, you have to realize, even in the other, you had other... Uh, yeah, the, the four horsemen, you had 
Oh gosh, uh, the, the Legion of Doom, or the, well, the Road Warriors. You had Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. There were some the the Destruction Crew. Every one of the uh, major wrestling federations had a, cr a crazy amount of tag teams. This really was the golden age of the the tag teams. The next article is. This is one of the reasons I wanted to do this magazine, because this was the introduction of the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase and his bodyguard, Virgil. It is awesome looking at these pictures of him strutting around, flaunting his money. You know, kind of kind of ironic. He was in WWF 10 years earlier and he he wasn't rich and he comes back and he's a he's a multimillionaire. Yeah, and I love how they discuss how Virgil will crush any of the other managers, Bobby the Brain Heenan Slick or uh uh, the, the, like Jimmy Hart, if they get involved in in the matches, because he's you know ridiculously uh, ridiculously big compared to them. Then you had an every month again. They do an interview this month that, or uh, another feature on a, on an upcoming star, and this one was on Ron Bass. Ron Bass had a short run in the WWF. Was it was it good? Wasn't bad? It was what it was. <laughs> uh, so in early 87, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat took a nasty DDT on the floor by Jake the Snake Roberts, and he was put out of commission for a long time. It just happened to coincide with him having a baby. <laughs> just happened to. So the next article is about, oh, it's really fortunate that, you know, he was injured at this time because he could be there for the birth of his child. Yeah, it wasn't that he took the leave so he could be there for the birth of his child or anything. But it's a nice little article on him and Bonnie. You know, so one of the other cool parts of WWF magazines back then is you had these crosswords. They were really geared towards the kids. But again, they were it was fun. The honky tonk man's favorite move. What was it? The shake, rattle and roll. Uh, let's, let's see. He had he teamed with Hillbilly Jim and the Little Beaver. That was the Haiti kid. Nickname of Hulk Hogan's foe in WrestleMania 2. King Kong. Yeah, most of them were, were pretty easy. Uh, this one I have actually happened to fill out because I was a little kid and that's what you did with crosswords, right? The last page of the magazine features a caught in the act. This one has George the Animal Steel with a camera in his hands and just says pictures. George Steel was a very, very amusing character. Looking back, I, I mean, I, I would have probably complained as an adult me looking at that character. But back then, I loved George Steele. I, I really loved all those those characters. They really were. Uh, they were so amusing. It was a great soap opera to grow up watching. Well, I'm, I'm starting to run out of time here. It's a it was great. Uh, great going through that magazine. I could probably spend another half hour in it. There's there's a bunch more little stuff in there, but we got to we got we to get wrapping this up. I got to send a special thanks out to the SOB Sports Network, Paul and Mike, and thank them for having me on the show this week. You got to check them out. They're on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel every Tuesday at 9 p.m. And you got to always make sure you check out me every Thursday at 10.30 p.m. following the Monty and the Pharaoh show. So, Monty, Jimmy, thank you for letting me do this. And it's about that time. I'm out of here.